Bonjour, and welcome to the Amateur Detective Club. This club is exactly how it sounds. A bunch of amateurs talking about their favorite mysteries. So if you encounter a real mystery or a murder, contact the proper authorities. Do not come to us. We do not know what we are doing. But enjoy the program. Allons-y. Let us begin. The first ever meeting of the Amateur Detectives Club is now in order. Gaffle. Gaffle or gavel? Gavel. Gaffle? Gaffle. Gaffle? That's nothing. Judge Hammer. I hope that's nothing. Judge Hammer. Judge Hammer. (laughs) Gavel. I've lost my Judge Hammer. Mm -hmm. I'm Judge Purr. Purred. Mm. Could you imagine if... So, 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 what about this? What about this? Night Court, but with Thor? (laughs) (laughs) I like this case. Another. No more tables. Boom. Every single time he hits his hammer on the... An angel gets his wings. Yep. (laughs) And it also falls apart. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. The angel? Yes. Wait, wait. So it's just a pair of wings appears and then falls down? <laughs> I'm confused. What does this have to do with murder? As you, dear listener, must know by now, <laughs> this is the first ever episode of the Amateur Detectives Club, mm-hmm. where we do talk about mostly Poirot things. Other <laughs> detective-like things, but mostly Poirot. Yes. Potentially. We're starting there, because yeah. he's the best. So period. we've heard. So we've heard. <laughs> I watched mm. Perwell growing up, and he's the best. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, <laughs> the world's great. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I've known about Perwell more than actually had his name mm. in my head. Like, I feel like I know things that are Perwell and didn't know that they were Perwell. Gosh, I'm having trouble Poirot. saying things. Perwell. That's how Murder on the Orient Express was for me. I knew of it. Yeah. Like, I'd heard the name of it. But I and I and I knew I didn't know it was by Agatha Christie. I knew Agatha Christie wrote mysteries, but I didn't know which ones. I several. I just had like yeah. vague knowledge, and none of it was connected. Same. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, should we introduce ourselves? I am Miles Newberth, boy detective. Okay, I'm Melissa Maley, the spy. And I'm Hercule Poirot, probably the world's greatest detective. <laughs> Weird. Guests are on yeah. the first episode. Wow. I'm Tristan Miller, and I don't know what my name is on the chat because I thought that was a bad idea. Is Tristan Miller Kid Cop? <laughs> kid Cop. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm on board again. <laughs> Tristan Miller, Kid Copular. <laughs> there we go. Um, <laughs> thank you for joining us uh, on our adventure today. Uh, today, in honor of the the movie that just came out, we're doing our first episode on the film Murder Murder on the Orient Express. Yes, indeed, we Moida. are. Moida. This film was directed by Kenneth Branagh. Is that how you decide to say his name? Just now. Okay. I usually say it Kenneth. Oh. <laughs> how do you say his name? Branagh. Branagh. Yeah. Oh, I've heard Branagh. Yeah. Yeah, Kenneth I think Branagh. that's more correct. I don't know. Yeah. I just ask the man himself, I guess. I'll probably add this part out. Maybe. 
<laughs> we'll see. Probably not. We'll see. <laughs> it's like, oh, so you want to look like you, you want to look like the most pretentious person in a Poirot's fan cast. <laughs> yes, I do. I really do. I'm really into that. It's the only way I can finish. Just yes, <laughs> correct. Listening to my own Poirot fan cast and hearing myself be the most pretentious. Mm. Um, yeah, so he directed it and he also starred in it. That as doesn't sound like him. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> as Hercule Poirot, not Hercules as as he mentions twice during the movie, because mm-hmm. that's a thing. He does yep. not battle the lion, so he says. Yes. Um, not in this one. No, maybe and next time. Man, <laughs> this guy cannot get a vacation. Yes. Am <laughs> I right, folks? <laughs> Very much like I am too old for this shit vibes, and and uh, yeah. Just keeps getting called back. So the way I've been like the way I pitched it to people was like, do you like French people and also the show Monk? Because yes. <laughs> yes. it's that. Uh, it's also, I. Uh, so yes, he seems to be going from mystery to mystery and hoping that each next leap will be his next leap home. But no, in fact, it is not. He keeps getting more and more mysteries to solve. Waylaid by mysteries on the way to mysteries. Also, <laughs> if he comes around, somebody is getting murdered. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, that's one of the things I've written down for the other the, the book. It's like, it's awful convenient that Poirot just shows up. And then and it's, something gets it's like, I think he's murdering people, so he keeps a job. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be good job security. Yeah. There's always a murder, much like uh, our dear Jessica Fletcher, another great detective. Mm-hmm. I do want to throw out there, this will be super spoiler heavy. One, we all loved the movie. Go see it. Yeah. Two, we're going to spoil the movie if you have not seen it yet. Yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, Poirot is the murderer. This off. Yes, <laughs> there we go. Poirot is the murderer. If All you, right, turn if it you off. haven't seen it yet, turn it off. Go see the movie. And then come back to us. You yes. did that? Well, wait. Okay, you back? What about that end credit song? Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Crazy. So good. Um, now that you're driving home from Murder on the Orient Express, listening to our sweet voices, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in fact, it was not Poirot who killed the person. It was literally everyone else. <laughs> Everyone's the murderer. Everybody's so don't murderer. trust anyone. Yeah, they're all That's... everyone's killers. I killers, killers of. So okay. So all right. All right. Should we do a recap of this? Okay, like sure. Like a quick recap. I would like to talk about the beginning of when he's in Jerusalem for like okay, a hot sure. second. Okay, sure. Let's talk about that because that's apropos of nothing else. Yeah, and it also like is a very like they did a very good job like establishing the whole world and who Poirot is very quickly. Yeah. There's two moments that were really bothersome for me though. One was the moment where he steps in the poop and then he has to step in the other because the reason that was bothersome for me was because I'm like, yes, that's how the world should work because of my mind and the way works so that was kind of like weirdly triggering for me which is kind of odd but it also like gave me a hope of like hey maybe if i'm successful enough in my career i can just like ask for two perfect eggs and then people will give them to me and i don't have to deal with shit (laughs) which sounds wonderful well yeah but he's not a jerk about it oh no No. not at all it's like yeah it's it is not your fault it is it is the fault of the chicken i blame the the chicken chicken. (laughs) but it is also the thing of like um the reason i like poirot a lot is actually because he's like exactly how i would want to behave because he's very upbeat, he's very mm-hmm. kind and clever, but also is like, I know what I like, and this is what I do, and yeah. that is fine. No, he's pretty great, and I mean, 
is also sassy and it's really oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. It's so I'm good. I'm equally disappointed by your company. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> the other thing is, uh, uh, the other thing that bothered me in that sequence was he just sticks his cane in the wailing wall. No, thank oh, you, sir. Yeah. You can't just yeah. do that. No, you can't. I knew, I knew you were going to bring that up. You can't, yeah. It's a super yeah. great moment, what happens with yeah. the cane, but you can't just stick a cane in a wailing wall. No, I mean, no, don't do that. No. But that, is, that aside. Yeah. As a, as that a whole, aside, that whole opening sequence was still kind of it's awesome. It's one of my favorite things Reminded me of Indiana Jones, films actually. to do. Like, the one thing, one of my biggest complaints with Pacific Rim, which is obviously a very similar, like kind of like a retelling of the Murder on the Orient Express story, I think. Oh, I haven't um, seen it. It's nothing. It's a lie. He's being a great. What's known as a fucko. I see. But but like whenever you have a story surrounding someone who's like super good at their job in some way, I feel like the first thing you need to do, because there's gonna be conflict. That's how movies work. The first thing you need to do is establish who they are and that they are good at their job. Whereas in the first scene of Pacific Rim, they established these guys fighting the giant robots. And like part of the movie is like the main character is like, oh, I don't know if I can do this again because the one time when I was younger. But the first thing they show us in the movie is that one time where it goes bad. So like you started off your movie by showing this guy failing and then the rest of the movie people are trying to talk him into doing it again. I've never seen him be good at it. Well, Why do I believe that he's you, the guy for the job anyway? What you need to understand, what do you need to understand? Um, white men fail up. Oh, right, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, what? Ah, beans. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for sure. But, yeah, but so this, this did a phenomenal job. Like, it was mm-hmm. quick, to the point showed you exactly who your main character was and what he was yeah, capable of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I love that. That's also just his demeanor. Filmmaking. His yeah. scene yeah. with the kid was very good. It was. So he was very mm. excellent. Measuring the eggs. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. So yes, also uh, Tristan and I were very hungry when we went to go see this movie. Mm, all the and food there was all so this beautiful, good. delicious looking food it, throughout oh. the entire thing. It made me really want to go on a train. I feel <laughs> like yeah. I feel like having delicious looking food in movies is gonna be more and more common with the rise of these dine in theaters. Cause yeah. I like I was at a dine in theater and I was mm. seeing it, I'm like, hmm. Yes, I guess I will be ordering food. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And then after he goes and solves the the case of who stole a bit of artifact in Jerusalem, he's mm-hmm. like heading back to what is it? Is it London? But then he gets waylaid to. He's going somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. And they're like, well, actually, we just found this out about mm-hmm. another case, and you need to go there. there. Yeah. And so he hops on the Orient Express because if his best buddy is the conductor, well, the manager of it. Yeah. And what's his to meet up. What's book? his name? Bones. Um, I that's wrong. I think it's book. Book. That makes yeah. more sense. Bookie. As I'm he calls wondering because we've we've all read one Poirot novel. Yeah. And in one. that one, we don't follow Poirot. We follow someone. Following that's consistent. Poirot. That is consistent. That is consistent. And just I like wonder John if Watson. book yeah. is that guy the, from that guy. Yeah, yes. yeah. Some will find out when we get to the that, when that we read book. that book. Yeah. Uh, yes. So I'm looking at the name. I think you're right, though. Keep talking. Yeah. So he meets up with him, and they have a 
good relation, like a really jovial relationship. Mm-hmm. Where... Because he's a bad person. He's like, yeah, you are, but that's fine. Yeah. He's like one of those, he's like a cad. He likes the company mm. of, you know, prostitutes and, you know, he likes... He's... He, he loves his job because he's a wealthy do-nothing on a train. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he like, like wines and dines famous people on a train and, and feels entirely content with that being his life. Now, that being said, that sounds pretty dope. It sounds like a pretty good life. It does. Okay, yeah, his name is Book, and it's spelled, wait for it, B-O-U-C. Fascinating. Do with that what you will. Um, yeah, so... That sounds right. I've been spelling Book that way my whole life. <laughs> oh, Tristan, I have some bad news for you. Oh, no! <laughs> Oops. Uh, yeah, so then from there we meet a whole cast of characters. Most, uh, one of most, the most of them white. Most of them yes. white. Sorry, that's true. <laughs> it's a true thing. Um, and then we meet this guy who is obviously just by his face the worst person in the world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and oh, so he looks just like a. Johnny Depp. Weird. Yeah, oh, yeah. Weird. It is played by Johnny Depp. <laughs> so, two things. Yeah. One, about J. Depp. One, if you don't go see this movie because of him, that's fine. Two, the, uh, the, I every time he's in a movie, I see how long it can be until he makes that stupid fucking grimace that he makes in every movie where he turns his mu- mouth slightly down, raises his eyebrows, and looks exactly camera left. It happens every time, and it happened 15 minutes into this movie, and I was upset because it was the worst shot in the whole movie. I mean, but he had to get it done quick because he did die right away. Yeah, that is the that is the upside. Is so that... the upside is he's terrible, and the character also in the movie. Yes, yeah. and the character is the character is terrible, and then he dies. Yep. Yeah. So every. Buddy is suspected of murdering him. What I didn't get. So mm. right after he dies, um, Poirot says, this man is dead. Also, by the way, he's this man from another case. Yes. How did how, how did we establish that? Because I remember, like, Poirot uh-huh. said it, and mm. I believed him. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see how Poirot knew that. I don't know if they showed it and I just missed it. Or... You mean... Okay, so the thing is, the guy who gets murdered is the, uh, he killed a child. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it set off this whole uh, series of events where lots of other people, either their lives were ruined or they died also yeah. as a result of this. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. yeah, but how did we know this guy, Johnny Depp's gangster character, was that guy? Because, other than Poirot just telling us. Uh, I forget. Because his bookie was related to that. And so he deduced from that that information. So the, um, his bookkeeper was the son of the lawyer who worked on that case. Um, he the lawyer. But that's the, how he knew that Johnny Depp was the bad guy. Yeah. Was that other guy? Yeah, because he deduced from that, and then he confronted that about him, and then. Oh yeah. And then the the lawyer was like, "Yes, that's correct," and then he went from there. Okay, I believe he seemed to know that right after the man died. Hmm. Yeah, he yeah, did no, know, so, but he figured it out a different way, and I don't remember. I'm yeah, wondering. No, no, you guys are right. It's a different way. Is it way. possible that was the information? No, like, because they never tell us really the information that that he gets that puts him on the train. I want to see this film again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was just a th- a hole. It was not really a hole. It's just something that 
they just told me I instead think, of letting me try and find figure it out. I think it's something that they find in his bunk when he's died. It's possible. I think that's what it was. But I'm not exactly sure. I actually think he figures it out before because at some point uh, in the beginning of the movie, uh, Johnny Depp's character, whose name I don't remember, I guess we should probably know that. Um, uh, Ratchet. Mr. Ratchet. Mr. Ratchet. Uh, that's the alias he's going by. Yes. Yeah. And that also, if that name doesn't sle- scream, I'm a bad person and about to die, yeah, I, don't I don't know, know what, what does. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Good one, Agatha. <laughs> <laughs> you hack. <laughs> Making serialized murder mysteries. I mean, but like, she was also one of the first people who did this. So I guess everybody else stole it from her. Uh, Mm -hmm. So yeah, at some point, uh, Ratchet goes up to Poirot and is like, hey, so will you be my bodyguard? And Poirot's like, nah, because I think you're terrible, probably. (laughs) And I think it's about from there that he figures it out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, But I don't remember how. There's so much deduction that happens, it's sometimes mm-hmm. hard to remember. Yeah, yeah to follow. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's uh, why we're just amateur detectives yeah. right now. Yeah, no, we're not we're not pro level yet. Uh but gotta win a couple more skate contests and then we'll new do idea. It. Oh, okay. Boy. For it's it would probably be an anime, mm. but like being a detective <laughs> so as just, a sport, like as a competitive. So sport. we just slid into elevator pitch for a second here. A little bit, yeah. Okay. okay, so I have another idea, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, which actually pertains to this podcast, um, and it's uh, if we get X a number of the cases, like because we get we guessed who would who did it, at the, you know, because you you meet all the characters. If you get the X number amount right. You get to go up a level in your detectiveness. Oh my god! Yeah. So it's a competition between the three of us. Okay. So we have to we have to make a a chart of what the next level of detective is. Mm-hmm. Great! I love it. I okay. feel like this is going to suddenly be my job. <laughs> I mean, you're the one that mentioned the I word know. chart. Whereas I was like, ah, oh, about ten, and then we'll call it something different. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, cool. I like it. Speaking um, of, yes. unless did you have something? No, no. Go okay. ahead. Speaking of, who did you think initially did it once we met all these casts of characters? Because we have like a princess, a butler, a bookkeeper, so, uh, a cartographer. No, what was she? What? A governess. A, yeah, a governess, um, a doctor, um, a professor. A salesman. A salesman. There's a lot of characters there's, in this one. There's literally 12. My, my <laughs> issue, character. and I'm going to talk about this more next episode, yeah. but it's like the idea of looking at it from like simply the facts and looking at it narratively. Yeah. Because like right away off the bat, you see the doctor and the governess talking on the boat. In Suspiciously. A way that's like, yeah, in a way that they do know each other and they are planning something. Um, and... It's tough to be like, that is a clue. When also, it happened, like, ten minutes into the movie, and I'm like, they're not going to tell me who did it ten minutes into the movie, so it can't be But that. here's well, the thing. So it's like, divorce, but, but yeah. But here's the <laughs> thing, though. I actually fundamentally disagree with that. Every murder mystery does that. Ten minutes in, you're told who the killer is, and then you spend the rest of the time trying to figure out that at the beginning, Scooby-Doo does that all the time. That's fair. That's like, fair. 
which is the same formula <laughs> as Agatha Christie and Sherlock Holmes. But like a lot of, uh, very often <laughs> it'll be, yeah, yes. they'll, 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 usually and they'll Ms. put Marvel. someone in and tell you, well, it can't possibly be, or yeah. they'll just mention someone yep. once and never mention them again, and then it'll be the murderer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Whereas like, that was super suspicious. Like, <laughs> yeah. so, in, so it's tough to divorce those two parts of my brain. Sure. But it also does become very clear that the doctor and the governess are romantically involved. And they're played by Daisy Ridley Ah! and Leslie Odom Jr. Ah! And they're both perfect Mm -hmm. and wonderful. And I love them. Yeah, they're Mm. they're incredibly (laughs) talented. And if they did make real life babies, they They would would be be the most beautiful babies (laughs) in the world. I would be like, I'd be happy and upset at the same time. Right. <laughs> right. I think you can deduce why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're really into Leslie Odom Jr. Yeah, I really am. And just mm. That's Aaron the one. Burr, sir. sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. We've gotten to oh, 20 minutes into the movie. No. Oh, who did we think did it? Who did we think did yeah. it? Right. Um. So that's tough. Like, I the 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 first moment, like I thought. Maybe I knew who did it. Did come like it was only fifteen to twenty minutes before mm-hmm. the end, and the idea did pop into my head. What if it was all of them? Mm-hmm. Like, and I didn't, I hadn't like settled on that, but it occurred to me mm-hmm. at that point. And before then, I was just like, I don't know. I was a little more passive watching than I was reading. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. about like watching it. I'm like, I knew it was going to be over a lot sooner, so I'm like. I will just in, take in these clues, and then they'll tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I actually ended up there, uh, Miles, same. But meaning, like, that I just took in the clues. But in very initially, I uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's character. Is uh, that who that was? Isn't that who that was? I don't know. I, she looked real familiar. Oh, boy, I guess I should know who I'm talking about. Um, gosh, that there's white a lot of gold? good people. Yeah, it is. It's Michelle, it's Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, Caroline Hubbard, yeah, um, Hubbard, she was, she has this interaction with Ratchet, uh, with Ratchet, um, uh, that makes it seem as though she really hates him a whole heck of a lot, and so I was like, oh, maybe she's gonna kill him, that would be too obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing, they made everyone too obvious, yes. so yep. you couldn't find the killer, cause... It was everybody! It was everybody. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. But it was, yeah, a star-studded cast, by the way. Um, and not just, like, any old stars. Like, people you like to see act in things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Not just, like, Bruce Willis 12 times. Right. Um, Could you imagine a in mo- wigs. sequel? In wigs. Sequel to Looper, <laughs> clones, also goes back in time, <laughs> kills himself? So. Oh, my gosh. I Clooper. Think probably just and it's a murder mystery. Clooper. There we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you I... like that, listen to Elevator Pit. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, yes, but mm. we also had, uh, oh, Derek Jacoby in there, Josh Gad, Josh who Gad was did great. A very good yeah. Job. He did a um, very... Judy Dench made me cry by breathing. <laughs> did I tell you? I told both of you about yes. this. There's yeah. that moment where she's remembering something and she just does this little. And I just tears started coming down my face, and I was like, "This, why don't ever leave me." Judy Dench is masterful in all ways, and I could watch her do anything. She is a level nineteen thousand wizard that yep. was specialized in 
charm, I guess. Man majory. Man majory. Um, man majory. Yeah. And she rarely smiles. And mm-hmm. he's yet the most charming person on the screen. Absolutely, it's yeah. so great. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And she has these two little dogs, mm-hmm. and uh, she puts them like on the table in one in one of the first scenes. Uh, and someone passes by and is like, "Have I, you ever seen anything was, more I disgusting?" Do, uh, it might have been the professor. Or no, it was Ratchet. Yeah, it, was it was Ratchet. Ratchet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because no, we wanted to not like jerk. him right away. Like, yeah. You don't like dogs. Well, he doesn't like dogs on tables. Whatever. But Same it, thing. It's also <laughs> dogs belong everywhere. Dogs should be wherever they want to be. No, that's not true. Uh, message to my dog, who is deaf. Uh, if he is listening to this somehow, get off of that. <laughs> Whatever you're on right now, don't do that. Also, so. I love you, and you're the best creature in the world. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, we get lots of good folks in there. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, um, the the time that I cried <laughs> in this uh-huh. movie was actually in the, in the reveal. Yeah. And there's just something about them. Because, like, it's more often, like, like big, broad ideals mm-hmm. or, like, specific, like... Like people's ideals that'll get me, and just the moment at the end where he knows who did it, and he sets the gun on the table, mm-hmm. and and is like, he can lie, but I can't. Yeah, uh, like that got me. Like mm-hmm. I thought, kind of, yeah. crushed it. It was a fantastic moment. I do think the greater I'm... crime than the murder, though, is the crime of mustache. <laughs> <laughs> he should be locked away for his mustache crimes, and I'm a man. Who likes a mustache? <laughs> I, I mean, also in this movie, it fit. I guess there was another character, and it was a mustache. Yes, in and of itself. Poirot and his real assistant. His, his mustache, mustache. <laughs> which is at like one magnificent mustache it, okay. on top of a second more magnificent mustache. <laughs> what about this? It's like, hey, you've seen the movie Ratatouille, right? Yes, for sure. You know how he can't cook at all? Perot is an idiot. His mustache <laughs> is alive and is a genius. It's riding, it's riding this, this, this swat egg-headed man. <laughs> so when I knew who did it, uh-huh, was when they said he was stabbed more than one time in various ways. I'm like, oh, so it was more than one person. Uh, right. It so probably I thought, was all of them. That's fair. But that made me think for a bit was that it had been the doctor and the governess. That me too. Because she was left-handed and he was right-handed. Yes. So, like, they were yes. both just going hog wild. So, mm-hmm. yes, they, yes, they did do it. Yes. As yes. did everybody, everybody else. Did it. Um, <laughs> and it turns out, though, that, of course, the mastermind behind it was Michelle Pfeiffer's character. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so we were all right, but not quite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, much like. <laughs> yeah, is that how you say his name? I thought it was Poirot. <laughs> Wait, oh. guys, Poros of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Johnny Depp's in that one too. <laughs> no, we can but just he dies? Make it, remake it with Kenneth Branagh. Yes, I'd watch that. I actually did enjoy murder it. As murder Pearl. on as the Pearl. high seas. Murder on the Black Pearl. Um, there we go. I loved Poro's mustache, and mainly because, like, in the books, it's noted, mm-hmm. oh, he has, he's short, he has an egg-shaped head, and he has, a, like, a notable mustache. But this is set in a time when literally everybody had a mustache. Even the women. Yeah, so all <laughs> I could think of is, like, why is his noteworthy other than being big? Whereas, like, the way they did it... <laughs> 
Like I'm like, it oh, was yep, noteworthy. that's noteworthy. That is a noteworthy oh, mustache for sure. Yeah, the, and my my qualm is probably that I just can't grow one of those <laughs> because probably. the male really when I Chelsea. can, I will. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> okay. She <laughs> hates when I have a mustache. I don't like mustaches as a rule. I always just think that men should have beards, unless you're one of those men who shouldn't have a beard, and then right. don't. L- <laughs> right. So those are some rules you guys can follow at home. Have a beard unless you should not. <laughs> and <laughs> it is a system entirely made up by me. <laughs> Send a photo. Tweet, to, uh, tweet at us at our new Twitter. Um, which we will put edited, in right which here. Tristan will edit in right here. A D C pod. That's it. You send in photos probably. of your face. Not probably. Melissa, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> for Melissa to judge whether you should have a beard or not. Yep. Or a mustache. That. Send me your mustache photos, please and thank you. And I everyone. will tell you that you should just have a full beard. And I will tell you, keep doing you because we live, a, you <laughs> um, live your best life. No, of course. And you can have whatever facial hair or lack of facial hair that you want to. Except for what doesn't I Melissa feel, doesn't like. I She's, in <laughs> She's in charge. Melissa is in charge of facial hair for the club. She's mm-hmm. our facial That's hair That's bad. Treasurer. <laughs> I want a mustache. She's facial hair treasurer. Uh-huh. Um, what are... <laughs> facile hair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Navy facils. Facile. Yeah. Ooh, that's facial sounds, matter. That's not good. Facial matter. I don't like that at all. No, I hate everything. I really hate that word. <laughs> Make it stop. Cool. So now that we've settled that, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> settled that up. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There's more things in the movie that we should talk about. Probably. Yeah. Um. What? Uh, it's awful. Qu- <sighs> the thing is, most of the plot of the movie is Paro uh, talking to people and trying to figure out who the murderer is. Yeah. But he, the way he, he'll ask questions in a way that. It's not clear to them or often the audience what he is trying to learn or what he's learning. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to be really observant to, like, to follow along, which is part of the cool fun of the whole endeavor. Yeah. Yeah. So they, there had been a whole bunch of clues left in this because uh, he was killed in his train car and stabbed a bunch of times. Um, Ratchet was not Poirot. Yeah. What a oh, twist yeah. that would be. Oh, man. <laughs> and now I'm a ghost. I'm solving ghost <laughs> crimes. I'm solving my own murder. Uh, New uh, idea. Ghost Poirot, also an anime. <laughs> of course. Uh, so there were a bunch of clues that dropped in, and one was a handkerchief with the letter H on it. Uh, and then there was a broken watch at a very specific time. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like there's just so many things dropped in there. Um, and I thought initially that all of these things were very purposeful red herrings. Yeah. That, that the killer had just collected stuff from the other people on the yeah. train and just dropped them the fuck into the mm-hmm. train car. Yeah. Which is Which actually kind of what happened. True, yeah, yeah. But it was just everyone. But it was like, oh, I'll leave this. I'll leave that. Yeah. I'll leave that. We'll all be each other's alibis in different order. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to be clear, and they were all, by the way, they all acted like they didn't know each other when they got on the train. Yep. And it was this, like, elaborate ruse yep. for Poirot and Book. Because yeah. everybody else knew each other, including the uh, conductor. conductor guy. Yeah. 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 What's also really cool, like... That there's a scene early on in the movie when because Poirot's not supposed to come on that train mm. yeah. at all. 
he it, they're full up and that is very intentional That's and then true. he shows up and he shares a room with Josh Josh Gad who knows who he is looks at him in the face and you can just see him going we're going to get caught this yep. is a this is problem. this is how we this is we shouldn't do this yeah and yeah. then just so that that's true i yep. haven't even thought of that yep um in retrospect mm-hmm. but yeah uh it was it was a very good moment and um so yeah he's bunking with josh gad mm-hmm. um and they interrogate him find out that he who, who is working josh gad's character is working for uh ratchet's character as his accountant can we yeah. can we just call the act by the actor's names because i don't know yeah. the character's name mcqueen but yeah so mcqueen, mcqueen yeah that's fine. And yeah, it'll be easier. It'll be so much easier. And then Joshua Gatterson. That's yeah. clearly his full name. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. It was Gatterton. Weird. Uh, oh, no, it was it's a, it's a French variation. Ah. But uh, yeah, so he seems very suspicious um, because he's. Nope, don't remember. He's yeah. been stealing money from his boss. Oh, and was yeah. worried he was going to get caught. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that could be it. Mm hmm. Um, and then we've got. Uh, so the doctor and the governess who. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't want to say anything. Which yeah. is not a great move. Yeah, no. she's like the most like, suspicious. Yeah, she is super suspicious. <laughs> yes, because, and it seems like she's basically <sighs> trying to cover cover up her love affair um, with uh, Leslie Odom Jr.'s character. Yeah, yeah, um, what you said. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Tristan, you weren't in the movie. A man can dream. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there, uh, she's trying to cover that up probably and yep. decides that that's more important than clearing herself of murder, I guess. Yes. What's also very cool is the doctor does a great job of covering his tracks by being completely honest about his time of death and what's going on. Oh, yeah. Completely well done there. Yeah. And then there's Jer- um, Derek Jacobi, who is um, his, the Johnny Depp's butler, who mm-hmm. mouths off to him and Provo's like, that is suspicious. And he figures out from there that his character is dying mm-hmm. of a thyroid cancer. And yeah, that's like that. difficult, but also is really cool because it justifies, like, well, why would you murder someone? It's like, well, I'm going to die anyway. Yeah, so who yeah. cares? Yeah. Um, I don't remember his connection to the family that ratchet killed right so the thing that happened and the reason that everyone's kind of like well you know what he's dead but maybe that's fine um is that uh so johnny depp's character whose real name is cassini or I something so, like that, yeah. is Cassavetti. that? Cassavetti. Cassavetti. there we go cassini is something else nine. Oh, huh um haven't even seen it but uh <laughs> so cassavetti uh had killed um the daughter uh, in a family that mm-hmm. everyone else in this play is connected to. Everybody. Yeah. Like, the mother of the child, her sister is Michelle Pfeiffer's character. Um, white gold. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so... The doctor, like, the, the father who ended up killing himself, uh, the, like served in the military with the doctor and put yep. him through medical school. Right. Yep. Yeah, like, so it's a whole litany of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Josh Gad's character was the son, son of, of the lawyer that was on the case. Right. Yeah. And, Quinn like, got ruined. completely yeah. ruined because of it. Like, every single person is embroiled in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, it sounds like a completely terrible, awful crime that he did. Of course, he killed this, he kidnapped and killed this A child. four-year-old girl. Yeah. But, like, did anyone know why he did it? 
Oh, uh, he was extorting money. Ransom. Yeah, he was extorting money from the parents. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. great. Because yeah. I didn't pick that up, and I was just wondering the entire yeah. time. He, he did ransom, and then because he kidnapped ransom, and then when they gave him the ransom, she he just murdered a woman, a little small child. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. No, it was pretty terrible. Yeah. Um. And then you got uh the professor. Yeah. Who was actually not the professor, but an ex police officer. officer. Um, it's just so good. It's yeah. very Willem good. Defoe's performance in that moment is incredible. Yeah, because uh, he just drops the entire ruse because he's pretending to be German, mm. and then suddenly it's just like, I no, was, not German anymore. But here's the other thing: I've seen Willem Dafoe do a German accent in Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, mm. and he does a very good German accent in this. His German accent, I feel, he did a purposefully bad job. Yeah, because like it's fair. fine. It's like a fine German accent, but it sounds very much like you know just a German accent that you would do, you know, and like. <laughs> That sort of thing. Whereas, whereas like in the other one, it's very good. And it's just like that made so much sense. It was really great. Right. The fact that it was uh, put on. Um, also, he makes these weird racist comments. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And what does he say? Because he then, I think, tries to explain them. He goes, sorry away. about the um, uh, quip about colored people. I'm a half heeb myself, is what he says. Yeah. Which and it's is just, buck wild. Oh, boy. Yeah. This was written in a different time, so. Yeah. Really, also, uh, like, it shows, like, you, like, like, at the time, racism was so normal, even, like, being not racist, you were still in here, like racist, saying, like, yeah. saying yeah. vaguely racist, saying things. Saying racist like, things. We don't use those words anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it did a good job actually of being of a time yeah. without condoning any of it, which is nice because Poirot doesn't. Because right. He also is like, what's kind of interesting is the theming of there's themings of morality and Christianity throughout the whole thing and that's actually really interesting and something that you don't. We've only listened to or read the one book. You don't get that. Uh, in the first book that Agatha wrote, and I wonder if that continues, like, if that builds towards something. Yeah. But it also gives you the best line in the fucking world is, like, if you lie, there are two people that will know your God and Hercule Poirot. Oh, it's so it good. Is, that is the second best line in the film. Yes. The but first best line. only by. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes, it's from the fudge. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Since you have seen, since you have all seen the movie, you will know what we are talking about and rejoice in it as we currently are. The other, the third best is <laughs> Mr. Dickens. <laughs> oh my God, that was the best thing. He kept reading A Tale of Two Cities, which is like, not a funny book. No, it's not. It's one of my favorites, but it is not a funny book. And he is just sitting, laying in bed, reading on a train. Which I don't know if you guys have ever done that. Yes, it's actually really wonderful. It's excellent. Um, and so he, I read it an entire book on a train once from um, Germany to... Oh, well, you've been out of the country. Um, to Belgium, actually? Oh! Huh. Belfast. Interesting. Um, yeah, no, but he's just laying in bed with the book above his head and and giggling. The real <laughs> Dickens. And it's so delightful. And <laughs> Tristan next to me just squealed with laughter. It was great. The, <laughs> it was the best moment. The biggest twist was that Kenneth Branagh is very funny. He's so yes. funny He's in this. very good in this he movie. He did a really, really excellent job. This is really as good... When it comes to a project that a man is definitely producing and directing so mm -hmm. that he can do a role he wants to, this is the best outcome you yeah, can get. Yeah, best case scenario. Like... 
Um, like he was right. I don't know. Jack and Jill by Adam Sandler's pretty good. Pretty, pretty <laughs> solid. My favorite murder mystery because hopefully both Jack and Jill die in it. She actually goes missing. <laughs> Did you know that's the plot of the movie? No. She goes missing. <laughs> I was just <laughs> hoping Adam Sandler would die twice in the movie. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, what, no, is, it, I mean, is it click two? Yes. <laughs> Clicker? <It> <laughs> It is, a again. Delightful, it is a delightful film. Uh-huh. It is not going, it, it's not going to like change your life in any. But it's very nice. But it's very nice. And Go I, see yeah. a nice movie, guys. Mm-hmm. It's it's good sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made me really want to go on a train. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so, I adored it. I want to I see it again in theaters mm-hmm. if I can. And I want to own the film. So how many trains out of 10 would you get it? give it? Like, I I mean, there was only the one train, but it was a very no, good no, train. No, 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 no. Like, I rate your train. I know, I know. <laughs> rate it. You, fine. Mustaches. How many mustaches <laughs> does this earn? Oh, mustaches is good. That's a yeah. good metric. At least two. How, I, out, of how many? <laughs> out of ten? Out of At ten. At least two mustaches. I know, I understand <laughs> what you're doing, but, like, actually rate this movie. I have, I loved it. Like, I, I had a great time. It's probably one of my favorite films I've seen. One of my favorite films I've seen this I year. I got I'd go at least an 8 out of 10. I got a quick question for you. Yeah. Are beards just a series of misplaced mustaches? No, they're perfectly placed. <laughs> they're... <laughs> but they are still mustaches! They're better placed mustaches. <laughs> they're better placed mustache. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Reminds me of when you make a, a me on like yes then you have to like you're repositioning the eyebrows and like, oh i can make the eyebrows a tiny moving mustache so like you take a mustache i told you that and, like, confidence <laughs> um but yes and how uh, many for you oh um yeah definitely like eight eight and a half mm-hmm. and for you for me uh, he asks himself yes tristan i'll ask you how many mustaches <laughs> None. I thought it was very bad. <laughs> no, it's I think, a twist. Yeah. Ooh, 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 <laughs> I, th- I think it, I think actually I give it a ten out of ten. I didn't have a bad time at all. There was like yeah. two things that bugged me, and one was the mustache, but I got over it. The other one was sometimes Kenneth Branagh's accent was like very that sort of thing, but I get that. <laughs> I just because he's not actually Belgium. That's fair. He's not Belgium, the country. No, he's <laughs> not. I, don't, I was like, hoping I no one was going to notice. No uh, <laughs> <less laughs> complaints. <laughs> Than you do, mm-hmm. but I just assume that a more perfect movie could exist, so I can't give it a. Thing. Yeah. Well, for what it is, like if you wanted an adaptation, so here's the the. I'm really interested to see the, and we're gonna watch the um, Hitchcock version mm-hmm. of this movie. Oh this story. man, that's gonna be different. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because <laughs> this was not suspenseful at all. It was really interesting and fun and like a very curious case and I wanted to solve it but I wasn't afraid the whole time yeah and I have a feeling that I'm gonna give the Hitchcock one like a two because mm. I hate that so that's why I liked it so much right. that's fair because it's a perfect murder mystery because there's suspense because you want to figure out who it is but you're not frightened yeah, yeah. it actually was reminding me a lot of the uh, Rockport Limited, yes. Ark and Taz, mm-hmm. yeah. which was just so delightful, and why I love murder mysteries and trains so much. Yeah, yeah. Well, not why, but like reminded me of why. Of a good it, example yeah. of there you go. But here's my problem with it: that there is one flaw with this movie, and there is the lack of Tombow debt. Right. There's so few Tombow debts in this, meaning none. Um, but uh, yeah. Oh, we didn't ever mention what. 
that uh, Poro lets them all go free. Yeah. Yeah. It's what was what was delightful. Like I did love that moment. It was one of my favorite moments of like confronting them, like saying like I see that you've done this, and I can't even say that you were wrong, but I can't lie about it. And he sets the gun on the table and he says, "So one of you kill me." Mm-hmm. Uh, and he he has the actually the 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 police officer's gun, mm-hmm. which is how he d- discovers that he was lying. He wasn't a detective; he was a police officer because of the type of gun. Yeah. Um, and then um, the their ringleader uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Michelle Pfeiffer picks up the gun, points it at him, and says, "I I died." Mm-hmm. already that time ago and goes to shoot herself and it was a blank. So mm-hmm. the whole thing was like you passed, our, you passed my gun test. Yeah. No. It was basically like he needed to know if they were killers because no. he didn't think they were. Now yeah. I have a thing. No, that's a technical. It wasn't a blank. It was not loaded. Oh yeah. yeah. Because right. a blank would have killed her. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Th- that close. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But um, there's that and that what's, I think that's a really the really wonderful theming of the film is that there is right and there is wrong but there is also a middle he says in the beginning there's right and there's wrong is that is it yeah. yeah. and then by the end of it he's changed his mind which is really great for growth of the character and also says something I think that we kind of need in society today because a lot of things are polarized and it's really 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 difficult yeah, to deal with of our, sure. our, our social echo chambers mm-hmm. we all get super extreme points mm-hmm. of view and there's people who are good who do bad things and there's people who are seemingly bad that do it's all much more complicated than we often give it credit for and yeah it's really it's really fascinating and i mean we've read one uh, of these novels so far so i my, but my assumption would be that he never lets the murderer get away yeah and like that this is the first and probably only. i would imagine only time he does yeah um so that's yeah all right really interesting all right. Do we have a sign off? Uh, I don't know. Don't get murdered. Guys. <laughs> Wait. Uh, I've, the, I've it been, is full of the fight. <laughs> I've been Miles Newver. I have been Melissa Maley. I'm Tristan Miller. This meeting is adjourned. There it is. Yes. I'm Bridget Cosgrove. I'm Tristan Miller. Tell me, Tristan, how do you feel about history? I mean, I like it, except for it's the most boring thing I've ever experienced in my whole entire life, and I want it to stop. Hmm. If only there was a way that we could make you feel better about that. Yeah, like if it was, like, funny and engaging and interesting with two people I really like. Yeah, you know, I think I might have solved your problem. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's our own podcast, Blank History Month. Oh, that sounds really good. Yeah, it's great. When does it come out? Uh, every Wednesday. Oh, I'll do that then. Yeah, it'll be great. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, bye. Bye. (laughs) Dad.